You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. You will notice that this man walked in with all the pomp and circumstance of President Trump with his tie and his coat on. I am I am in pardon white shirt a white shirt I know I know you're just absolutely (laughs) belittling me good morning good morning Zeb how are you good good a little cold out there 25 degrees but no wind and sunny Uh, you're not gonna sweat no no it's 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 actually nice out there what is going on in the world of history okay today we're gonna talk about Theodore Roosevelt. Old Teddy. Now, the first thing that usually comes to people's mind, people's mind is San Juan and... It, San Cuba. Juan Hill. Yeah. Yep. And I, this week I watched a movie called uh, The Rough Riders. Right. Excellent movie. I really enjoyed it. It had uh, uh, Tom Berenger, Sam Elliott as Bucky O'Neill. Yes. And for my listeners, if you want to read about Bucky O'Neill, who actually was killed over there, I did a story on him back on July 15th. 2014. So if you go back, you'll be able to read a story about him before. Why did you do the story on him particularly? He was, uh, as I believe, he was chasing some bad guys. Uh-huh. And that's kind of the story of, of what he did back After then. After Democrats. Yeah. So oh, here we okay. go. So the sun had not yet come up on the morning of September 7th, 1883. So this is way before uh, Cuba. Right. Okay? Right. 25-year-old New Yorker got off the Northern Pacific train at the frontier town of Little Missouri, located on the west bank of the Little Missouri River in what is now western North Dakota. The young man was Theodore Roosevelt, who had graduated from Harvard three years earlier, and he had come west to hunt buffalo. Uh Now, you might think, okay, this is kind of a privileged young man, and he was sort of. uh, He was sort of. Yeah, he really was. but. Uh, anyway, he, you know, he was born with some health issues, uh, Teddy was? asthma, really? not very healthy, but he really fought through that uh, to become quite a, a, a rough rider, really. Okay. So anyway, young Roosevelt found a room in the Pyramid Hotel, freshened up, and then slept a few hours before looking over the town that had sprung up about a year earlier. Just before a small nearby military post was abandoned, the small post known as the Badlands cantonment with about 50 soldiers so just a small kind of fort there and that had been established in 1879 to protect the railroad workers at that time from the indians i see well roosevelt inspected the newer settlement of medora on the east bank of the little missouri river i've been there have you okay Uh, new buildings were being constructed. He found a kind of an air of business and excitement in Medora because it was kind of growing. But he found no town government and no law and order. 
cattle and horse rustling and theft were just rampant because the the criminal class outnumbered those that were honest and wanted order. That makes for a bad deal. (laughs) Not good. Anyway, Roosevelt's reaction to these conditions is not known, but the next day he hired a guy by the name of Joe Ferris as a guide, and he rode south of Little Missouri to hunt buffalo in the Badlands. Really? He was a big hunter. Yeah, he loved that. He loved the hunting. Yeah. So for more than a week, Roosevelt and Joe Ferris and his brother, Sylvain, along with a guy named William Merrifield, rode in search of buffalo among the buttes and the mesas and the washes and the mountains out through that area. Uh, you've driven through there. It's, mm-hmm. it's big country. Yeah, it is. And a lot through, of good cattle country. Yeah. And a lot of valleys that have been carved by the Little Missouri River. Right. Uh, Anyway, it rained every day. No, that, that, does that surprise that's you? That's ugly. Yeah. I've hunted in the rain and the right. snow, and it's not fun. But anyway, he chased one old buffalo bull but missed hitting the animal when he fired his weapon at it while riding over rough terrain. So he was riding his horse trying to shoot this buffalo. So old Teddy really kind of walked the walk and talked the talk, uh, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, his eyesight was not that good. He was almost blind, wasn't well, he? Every movie or every picture you see, he's got he's wearing glasses. the wire rim glasses. Yeah, in fact, uh, in that movie that I watched, uh, uh, somehow he a pair of glasses got knocked off of him, and he pulled off his hat, and he had two more pair in his hat. Really? <laughs> so so he had some spares that he carried. Oh, in his, that sounds like me here in this house. In his hat, I got glasses all over. Anyway, three days later, Roosevelt spotted another big old bull, and he killed it. So the young and unknown New Yorker spent nights in the ranch house of guy, excuse me, a guy named Gregor Lang, who had arrived months earlier from Scotland to manage a ranch for a guy by the name of Sir John Pender. Now, Roosevelt and Lang talked a lot about the prospects for cattle raising in the Badlands, and before his hunt ended, Roosevelt decided to become a cattle raiser. Really? Yeah. Now, this is long before political aspirations. Oh, yeah. He was only 25 at this time. So he wanted to hire Lang and his son Lincoln to manage his cattle. Where did he get all of his money? Like I say, he was kind of a privileged young man. He went to Harvard. So mom and dad wrote the check. I think there was some money there. I see. But he wanted to hire Lang and his son, Lincoln, to manage his cattle, but they were already committed to taking care of this uh, Scottishman, Sir John Pender's cattle. Sir John. Sir John. So at Lang's suggestion, Roosevelt entered into an agreement with a guy named Merrifield and another guy named Ferris. Never trust a guy named Merrifield. <laughs> they operated the Maltese Cross Ranch southeast of Madura. Really? I have. Yeah. The Maltese Cross Ranch. Anyway, after buying out the interests of two other men who owned the ranch, Roosevelt did not get title to much land in the deal. Okay. So aside from the ranch house, the Maltese Cross Ranch had opened rangeland and owned by the government and the railroad. So Roosevelt invested about $12,000, which that was a That's lot of a money lot back of then. Money. Yeah. Yeah. That was 18, what, 88? Uh, yeah, 1889, yeah, right in there. Right. So, uh, and he bought 400 cattle for the ranch. Merrifield and Ferris agreed to care for the cattle for seven years. Now, after that, 400 cattle, or their equivalent in value, were to be returned to Roosevelt. Merrifield and Ferris would then receive half of the increase in the herd. So it was, it was a good deal yeah, it was. Uh, for, for both. So okay. anyway, uh, Roosevelt was kind of invigorated by his Western trip, you know, pleased with his new endeavor. And he returned to the East where he was actually, this is when he started in 1883, he was elected to the New York State Assembly. 
Okay, so this is the beginning of his ranching and his political career. I see. So in 1884, he suffered a personal tragedy. On a fri- February night, both Roosevelt's mother and his wife died oh the my. same night. Oh, my. And this really, he was devastated. His I mean, mother and his wife. Yeah, and during the weeks that followed... Uh, you know, he really kind of thought of the West as an escape from his sorrows, and he decided that if his cattle wintered well in the Little Missouri River Badlands, he would start another ranch in that region. So that was kind of took over his his thoughts. You know, uh, trying to forget about his I don't know about forget about, but yeah. you know, with his wife yeah. and mom. Anyway, after attending the Republican National Convention in Chicago as a delegate, Roosevelt took a train west to Medora in June. Now we're eighteen eighty four another year. Okay. Medora and Little Missouri had grown during the eight months that Roosevelt had been in the East. Both towns now had 84 buildings, including including three hotels. Medora, the largest, had more than 200 residents. Uh, I don't know how it is now, Zeb, uh, if it's very big. You know, it's turned into quite a tourist town. Has it? Okay. Yeah. But a lot of the growth was due to the creation of a packing plant and other businesses established by a guy called the Marquis de Moors. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, as you could, as you are well aware, Zeb, that means that he was a Frenchman. Yeah, and um, and he had a lot of money. And he had a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and he had actually founded Medora. This Frenchman had in 1883. Really? Yeah. And he named the town town after his wife Medora. So that's how that name came to be. It's a French name. What did she look like? I don't know. Oh. I have no pictures. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he purchased land at the junction of the Little Missouri River and the Northern Pacific Railroad to establish the town of Medora. And there he built a packing house and organized the Northern Pacific Refrigerator Car Company. Really? So he began shipping dressed meat east by refrigerator car. Was he and the first? I, I don't know, but, you know, 1882, 1883 had to be among yeah. the first to ever have a, a refrigerated How'd train car. How they keep car. it cool? I, I don't know what they You're used. You're supposed to know all this I, stuff. Okay, I'm going to guess that they had ice. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. They probably had ice uh, inside the train cars, wouldn't you think? Okay, they didn't but have where re- did they get the ice to transport it to put it in the train cars, especially in the From summer? From Florida. <laughs> <laughs> they went up in the mountains, you know, okay, and, and okay. <laughs> cut ice out of the rivers. I, you know, I guess. Why is your face red? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, some writers have kind of hinted that Roosevelt's relationship with the Marquis de Moors was not real friendly, but... They weren't necessarily enemies they either. They put up with each they other. They put up with each other. Anyway, so on his second trip to Medora in 1884, Roosevelt went to his Maltese Cross Ranch, located southwest of Medora, to plan an expansion of his ranching operations. I see. Now, in a letter to his sister, Anna, uh, Roosevelt related that he lost about 25 head of cattle from wolves in cold weather the previous winter, but the rest of his cattle had done well. And he wrote that he planned to buy, quote, a thousand more cattle and make ranching his regular business. Wow. So he really didn't have, I don't think, political intentions at that particular time. He wanted to be a rancher. Yeah. So anyway, he soon established a second ranch, which he named Elkhorn. Have you heard of that one? No, I, I have I, not. Okay. So I'm guessing it. He says it's on government land about 25 miles north of Medora. Hmm. Well, by late summer, he sent Ferris and Merrifield, his ranch foreman, to Iowa to purchase a 1,000 head of cattle. Meanwhile, he persuaded two former Maine guides, a guy by the name of Dow and Sewell, to become foreman of his Elkhorn Ranch. So now had two guys at the, at the Maltese Cross and two guys for the Elkhorn to run the ranch. Okay. You know, uh, foreman. 
So within a year, he constructed what was described as the finest ranch house in the Badlands, which he called his home ranch house. And there he spent a lot of time when he was in the Badlands. That's where he basically kind of lived. So early in 1884, several ranchers in the Badlands thought it was time to establish a stockman's organization to enforce rules of the open range. Because, you know, here we have a lot of cattlemen and... You know, a certain range was designated for certain men, and so they wanted to organize that. Right. So it was a good thing. Yep. So a committee of ranchers decided to draw up bylaws for such an organization, but the matter kind of lagged until Roosevelt returned to the Badlands in 1884, and when he learned what had occurred, he called a meeting of the stockmen at Medora, and this was in December, so late December 1884, so wintertime. But the representatives from 11 cattle ranches attended the meeting and elected Roosevelt chairman of what became known as the Little Missouri River Stockmen's Association. Hmm. Have you heard of that one? Uh, no. And I, I don't suppose it lasted. That's why you know yeah. we probably don't know much about it. But they drew up resolutions and rules for a permanent organization. The minutes of that meeting were written by Roosevelt, and he was given the job of writing the Constitution and bylaws for this cattleman's organization. Where did Roosevelt get his education? By Harvard. Harvard. Yeah, he was a Harvard graduate. So he was an Ivy Leaguer. Oh, yeah. So he was, he was well-educated. You yeah. Know? Uh, but... You know, I, I look at him as more of a rough and tough uh, th- than people maybe give Was he a big credit. guy? I don't know. Uh, I mean, if the movie is correct, he was just average height. Yeah. He wasn't big. You okay. know, he wasn't small. But but he always wore those glasses, which made him look just a little bit weird, funny, yeah. you know. But anyway, uh, so he wrote up these bylaws. He did so, and after returning to the East, he had the bylaws of the Little Missouri River Stockman's Association printed in a small six-page booklet and there is actually one copy left of that, and it's in the library at Harvard. One? one there were six copies, and only oh one survived. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I would love to get a hold of that. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, when Roosevelt returned from the east to the Badlands in the spring of 1885, so now we're about two years into this, right. he took part in the cattle roundup on the open range. And that takes a kind of a tough guy to be able to do that. You've ridden out there. Lots. But because most ranchers were squatters, owned little land, it was necessary to round up all cattle twice a year to separate them according to their brands. Mm -hmm. Now, the spring roundup in which Roosevelt participated saw the branding of calves and yearlings that had escaped. Branding the previous spring while during the fall roundup, ranchers selected cattle to be driven to market. And during the spring roundup in 1885, Roosevelt apparently added more cattle to his herds. So he he was expanding. Yeah, it was the railroad through there also. Yeah, yeah. And that was the big thing. That's why that Marcus guy. Yeah, uh, the guy from France. The guy just, uh, yeah, that guy (laughs) had the refrigerated train car. Right, right, right. So anyway, Roosevelt added more. And actually in a newspaper article, here's what they said about him. Uh, This was called the Badlands Cowboy by uh, a reporter newspaper. It said, 1,500 head of steers, yearlings, and twos came in Thursday morning for the Elkhorn and Chimney Butte Maltese Cross Ranches of Theodore Roosevelt. They were in fair condition after their long ride, and except for the disadvantage of a large number being yearlings, gave every evidence of growing into good beef. 
The larger majority are steers, a good lot of short-horned bulls, and one polled Angus were in the herd. A thousand of these cattle will be driven to the Elkhorn Ranch and 500 to the already well-stocked Chimney Butte Maltese Cross Ranch. So that was an article, a newspaper article. I'm curious, and I know I'm taking your time, I apologize, but when they loaded their cattle on the rail from there and shipped back east... Did they go all the way without unloading, or were they I, stopping at various pens for food and water? I mean, what was I, the deal you know, here? I don't have any idea. I, in fact, That's I, something I'd like to check yeah. on. And, in fact, maybe they drove them, just uh, a herd. I don't know. At least partway, maybe. I don't know. To a railroad. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So now we're 1885. Roosevelt was re-elected chair of the Little Missouri Stockman's Association. He spent the winter of 1885 and 86 in New York City. When he returned to the Badlands in March 1886, he found cattle losses had been light during what had been a rather mild winter when that was that was good uh, his cattle ranching appears to have reached its peak by early 1886 for a total investment of about $82,000 that he'd invested in all this really uh, so roosevelt and his foreman owned between 3,000 and 5,000 cattle uh, which is better than average for a cattle rancher in that region. Now, the year 1886 saw Roosevelt elected president of the Little Missouri Stockman's Association, and he again participated in the spring roundup. Now, in a letter to his sister, he wrote this. He wrote, I have been on the roundup for a fortnight and really enjoyed the work greatly. In fact, I am passing a most pleasant summer, though I miss all of you very much. We breakfast at 3 every morning and work from 16 to 18 hours a day, counting night guard, so I get pretty sleepy, but I feel strong as a bear. Wow. So, again, those that think that maybe he wasn't that strong, he was. He was. A, Why did he wear that goofy-looking hat with the brim rolled up on one side? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, you ask me all these questions. That, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't think there's an answer. <laughs> he liked it. So we're almost done here. Anyway, I'm sorry. It, oh, so now we're at the during the summer of 1886. Roosevelt and his foreman Sewell and Dow caught three men who had stolen a boat from the Elkhorn Ranch. Now, unable to take the prisoners to the sheriff at Dickinson because of ice jams on the Little Missouri River, Roosevelt and his foreman remained in camp until they obtained a wagon, and the three men were then turned over to the sheriff, and the men were tried, and two were sent to prison. So, you know, really? just normal day-to-day stuff. He was a young man yet. Though, Still only he? about 27 now. 27, maybe 20, 28, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he returned to New York City late in the summer of 1886 to receive the Republican nomination for mayor of New York City. Wow. When the election was held in November, he lost, actually. The following month, he married a gal by the name of Edith Crow in England and went to Europe for a long uh, winter honeymoon. But it was there he received reports that most of his cattle had died during a hard winter on the northern plains. Roosevelt returned to the United States and went straight to Medora. And uh, a friend of his said, well, we've had a perfect smash up all through the little, all through the cattle country of the northwest. The losses are crippling. For the first time, I have been utterly unable to enjoy a visit to my ranch. I shall be glad to get home. So it it ended badly. Kind of broke him up, right? Yeah. Anyway, so a member of the Little Missouri Stockman Association agreed not to hold the general spring roundup because they believed most of their cattle had drifted in with the storm. There wasn't anything to round up. 
Wow. So the ranchers who searched for their cattle during the summer found only carcasses. Uh, later, one uh, a report said that 75% of the cattle had been lost. Ooh. I mean, if you, you know, five what to six thousand. What was that like in the springtime? My goodness, yeah. what a mess. So it had been a bad winter for the cattle. Yeah. Not only in North Dakota, but elsewhere on the plains. That was really? a bad year. Wow. Anyway, his losses were so great that he decided to get out of the cattle ranching. And at some point between 1890 and 1892, Roosevelt abandoned his Elkhorn Ranch and shifted his activities to the Maltese Cross Ranch uh, in an effort to recoup his losses. He, uh, anyways, it, it was tough going. But anyway, Roosevelt made visits to the Badlands in 1892, 93, 96. But his political activities in the East made it difficult for him to travel West and give attention to his ranching. So when President McKinley appointed him Assistant Secretary of the, uh, of the Navy in 18... Now we're getting up there, 1897. Yeah, he's probably about close to 40 now. Yeah, he? he's getting pretty old. Yeah. So he decided to sell out his ranching interests. Yeah. And earlier that year, when the United States went to war with Spain, Roosevelt made a name for himself with his Rough Riders in Cuba... He sold his cattle interest. Uh, in all, Roosevelt in- invested more than 82000 in his ranches and lost about 50000 Really? But, I, you know, financially, I think he was still pretty well off. Pretty uh, well off. Yeah. But uh, so the 19th century ended. The days of the open range in the Little Missouri ended, and most of the large cattle ranches went out of business. Meanwhile, in the East, Roosevelt's fame with the Rough Riders in Cuba saw him nominated as the vice presidential running mate with McKinley, who won. And Roosevelt's life changed dramatically in 1901 when McKinley was shot and killed. And eight days later, when McKinley died... Now, here he is, 42 years old. Roosevelt became the 26th president of the United States. And today is remembered as one of the strongest and most vigorous presidents in the nation's history. And uh, so here's a guy that really started out, like I say, not very healthy, kind of a weakling, kind of sickly. But he worked his way through it. And, you know, the, the, if, if you get a folks, uh, chance, folks, to re, uh, watch that movie, The, the Rough Riders, Rough Riders. I, it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, that was a good report. Why don't you do a study of uh, the Battle of San Juan Hill? And, you know, uh, I, I had some more information on that, but we don't have time for that. Yeah, I'm out of it so, today. Yeah. Uh, we may may have to do that. Now, you've got to literally run. Run, Yeah, yes. you've got to run. And I, I want to say thank you very much. Now, are you going to dress the same next week, or are you going to be much more relaxed? I will probably rela- be relaxed. You're gonna, okay. <laughs> hey, by the way, i got at least another three weeks to tell you Merry Christmas. You, man, Merry Christmas to you, and we'll, every week we will... We will do that. All right, buddy. Merry Christmas. Dr. Ken Turner, better known as Dr. History, right here on Zebeth Ranch. Always a pleasure. I want to see the bottom of your shoes going out the door. See you later, buddy. And uh, he's headed out the highway right now. He's got to get on the go. So we say thank you very much to him.